You're with Julian on the Brown Note, and I wanted to follow up on a post I made last week about why the China crisis was 100% Scott Morrison's fault due to him launching a tirade earlier in the year in order to support Donald Trump's position uh, by saying that we should have new weapons inspector powers to go into China and find out who caused coronavirus and the storm that that kicked off and the impact on our export market and the fact that he fell hook, line and sinker. Glad to see the Australian media finally, after a week or so, finally realising that the Chinese actually duped Scott Morrison into taking the bait, which he did. They were all on board with him for the first few days and now they are saying that he fell into a trap and was undiplomatic and should have not acted the way he did. Who knew? Who could possibly have worked that out? But I just wanted to get into it a bit more about why Scott Morrison has probably done the most economically damaging thing to Australia that any individual may have ever done in history. And I wanted to paint a wider picture of Australia v China v America. And it's a really laboured analogy, but it's kind of like I'm sure some people have been in the scenario where you're walking along in the street at night and there's a drunk couple arguing and it all gets a bit heated and aggressive and you step in and try and defend her and there's no win for you there because pretty soon they're going to both turn on you and you've got nothing you're the interloper here now I'll look at america and china and their economies um china exports to the americas about 420 to 450 billion dollars a year it's their biggest export market but it's about 16 percent plus now Outside, that is obviously their most important export market to America, and that's something that's valuable to them. But their economy is pretty spread around. The next biggest is Hong Kong, uh, $280 billion. Now, they pretty much own Hong Kong. That's not an export market that's turning on them anytime soon. And after that, it's spread ridiculously far and wide around the world. So it is difficult for any individual nation to put tariffs or blocks on Chinese goods plus the neoliberal economy we have is dependent on cheaper and cheaper goods. Our economies are strangling people in the West so they don't have as much disposable income and are reliant on cheap goods because they can't afford to buy any other. Australia's way down at number 14 in importance to China as far as export goes. 1.9% uh, of Chinese exports go to Australia. So us cutting them off isn't really hurting them at all. As far as imports go, they're not being hurt from anywhere. Australia only imports about 5.5% of their imports, uh, which is sixth, not a small amount, but it's still quite small. Um, they get a much more, 30% of their imports come from South Korea, Japan, and 10% from America. So 30% for all of those three combined. So us trying to hurt them in this export trade war isn't going to do much. With America, they export mainly to Canada and Mexico. Um, that's way over 35% or $550 billion of their exports go to their two neighbours. With China next on $100 billion. Uh, and they import mostly from China. Uh, with again Mexico and Canada rounding out that list. So they've both got these quite diversified economies, but they're also economies that are incredibly reliant on each other. America is massively reliant on cheap goods coming into America from China. China is massively reliant on America paying for Chinese goods. 
Uh, and if you look at the biggest companies in America, there is a lot of uh, symbiosis there. I mean, Apple, second biggest company in the world, I think, or the <coughs> second biggest American company, certainly, a trillion-dollar company, um, most of their manufacturing is in China. Now, this is a symbiotic relationship because we look at those factory jobs in China as being these horrible, low-paid jobs and Apple should, you know, Nike and Apple should be excoriated for them. In China, however, those jobs are taken because the people in them get much more money working in those factories than they do in their local towns and villages, much more. And they send all of that money back to those places where their families are. So that is actually the old school ideal of capitalism, which happened throughout Southeast Asia, but it's done here on a globalist scale. Those American companies are making China raise up the poorer regions internally away from the big mega rich coastal regions. Uh, and that is a huge part of the Chinese economy. Uh, and pe people like Walmart and Amazon as well. 40% of sellers on Amazon globally are Chinese sellers. And many of the goods sold in places like Walmart and Target are made in China. And that's a symbiotic relationship. They're in a dance of death because they're both vying for this massive international crown. They're both the biggest two economies in the world, but they're both symbiotically dependent on each other. 72% of all footwear sold in America is made in China. And you can go up and down the ladder. They have pluses and minuses on both sides. Both countries have 10 times the economy size of Australia, and they're both reliant on each other. In comes Australia, 32.7% of Australian exports, by far the biggest amount, go to China. That is the next 10 countries that Australia exports to combined. China takes the next 10 countries in total combined in exports from Australia. We have become very dependent on China, who in turn only export about 1% or 1.5% of their goods to Australia. They're not dependent on us at all. And there are other elements to this. Our third biggest export in Australia at around $35 billion a year is Chinese students or students in total, but the Chinese students make up something like double the next and a massive amount of the international students in our third biggest export industry because the money is spent from another country to Australia. So even though they're in Australia, or at the moment they're online, it's still considered an export. And that's our third biggest. China can turn that tap off very easily. Um, we are in a fight where the other two people, we think one person is on our side, and that's America, and that's who we got into. Scott Morrison got us into this fight. Yet, since then, Australia has had its barley exports cut off. America has stepped in and increased its exports to China. We've had our coal cut off. America has stepped in and increased their exports of coal. We're now having our beef cut off. And America is now, and China's trolling at this level is off the charts. They're saying that they wonder if coronavirus came to Wuhan from Australian steak. Now, that is genius level trolling. And if they're cutting off steak, guess who's a massive beef producer? And Chinese don't have a lot of um, health warnings like Europe where you can't legally sell this horribly polluted chemical filled 
Australian farm produce that you will never see on the shelves in Australia or in Europe or in the UK until Brexit, which is uh, about to happen. Um, America can step in there. California is one of the world's biggest wine producing regions. They've just put near 200% tariff on Australian wine going into China. We don't have anything in this fight except something to lose. And people can talk about how we need to structurally diversify our economy so that we're more like Australia, uh, America and China where we're not so reliant on one entity. But that's a long-term game. And we're in a situation where we were in a recession last year, even though our media won't even tell us that, after six, seven years of declining economic fortunes. And now we've had a genuine reported recession as a result of coronavirus, even though we were there last year before it all happened, where we are dependent on these things picking up our economy and it can't withstand this level of a hit. So this is one man's doing. And you can say what you like about how Australia should be different. And we should be different. We should have a much more diversified economy. But after years of neoliberal economic hitting of wages and hammering of wages, we haven't got one. And we'll probably vote in the Liberals the next time as well. We won't get one. It's going to be continually declining economic fortunes for our country. And we destroyed our manufacturing base. But the few things we've got left that we produce, like wine or beef or students, we have actually hurt by attacking our biggest export market. Now, there isn't a win here. But what's really infuriating, if it had been a result of an Australian statesman standing up to China for the right reasons and doing all of this, I'd have some respect for Scott Morrison. But he did it for Team Trump. And now the Team Trump America is gone and America is stepping into all of the exports that are being blocked by China. We are now a result of two, the two biggest global powers economically who are in this dance of death uh, where neither can afford either failing. Uh, so they have to actually help each other out in the long run anyway. Um, we have nothing but... We can be used as an example because it won't hurt America or China to use us as an example for anyone that speaks above their station and attacks China like we have. America can sit back and goad us on to doing that. And I suspect that they may well do so because they are still increasing their exports to China at our expense. And that is our best friend in this scenario. Britain's not going to be able to help us. Britain's going to be screwed after the 31st of December. They don't even have a plan for what they're going to do. Who's going to come to our aid here? Nobody. And the, the reason that it happened for such a stupid reason, which was one, going into bat for Team Trump over coronavirus and saying we've got to send in weapons inspectors to look at it and just riling them up for no reason, and two, being such a bull in a china shop with no diplomatic skills, or brain to understand that you were being goaded into a response where you got patriotic about wrapping people around the flag over the photo or doctor photo or cartoon or whatever you want to call it that's been posted on Facebook and that being a reason when it was a setup in the first place. I don't reckon that such two such dumb decisions should decide the economic future of Australia. And the terrifying thing is we're probably going to have a, a coronavirus election next year where Scotty from marketing gets in again 
And these are the people who have no idea what they're doing. And they're going to leave the rest of us to pick up the slack and they'll walk away like they do every time saying that it was nothing to do with them and it wasn't their fault. But it is your fault, Scott Morrison. You have really impacted the economy in Australia. You did it for seven years when you were a, a leading figure of the Liberal Party, then the Treasurer, then the Prime Minister. You did enough damage then, but nothing like you've done in this last year. This time around, it wasn't for any reason. You just brain farted and said it all. And now we're wearing the consequences when we don't have anything to bring to the table. We were playing poker with a two and a seven and all the cards are already dealt. We have nothing. So thanks a lot. Again, Scott Morrison.